0: Welcome everyone to today's podcast they Today were talking about winning the first week of 2024 we're in it now right it's Tuesday it's officially here and what a lot of people are probably experiencing is that as much as they wanted this week to be perfect and then just be right back on their routine they're probably struggling already even though we're kind of in the first official day of being back in your normal situations so how do you win the, the first week of 2024 Well, we'll go over some strategies to do that in a second, but I think the first thing you got to do is you have got to reframe what winning the first week of 2024 means, okay? In my world, it doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. I rarely am able to see someone who's been off track for three, four weeks with their eating, with alcohol, with their lifestyle, all of a sudden just be able to pop on on the turn of a dime, just be perfect. I can't do it. Um, A lot of my clients can't do it. If you can do it, great. You probably wouldn't be watching this or listening to this if you could. So... What we want to do is think of the first week of January as a re-entry week, okay, where we're not looking to be perfect. We're looking to move ourselves kind of like a bridge from holiday mode to back on track mode, and we can give ourselves a week or even two, Gasp, um, to do that, okay? It doesn't have to happen all of a sudden in one day. And I think when you set things up this way, you set yourself up for success because I think that this expectation is much more in line with reality. And again, it's easier to get reenter and kind of get back on track gradually for most people than it is to just flip on a dime and just be perfect all of a sudden, okay? Because the chances are that after the holiday season, you're physically, mentally, emotionally, maybe even spiritually uh, depleted, right? It it may have been fun for you, um, but even if it's a fun, even if you enjoy the holidays, you have to agree it's still somewhat stressful because there's just a lot of responsibilities. There's a lot of extra eating, drinking, things we have to do, and so it's tiring. And so for a lot of people... You know They're stepping into Tuesday here and they're feeling tired. They're feeling depleted, which is completely and totally normal and natural. But if in your mind you think you're going to be perfect today, feeling depleted, and then you're not perfect, now you feel like I blew the whole year already, um, then you're setting yourself up for failure. So we want to recognize that. And instead, we want to realize there's no rush. So what? So what if I don't get completely back on track until next week or the week after? It's not going to matter next year at this time if it took you a week or two weeks to get back on track. Um, And that being said, if we set our expectations properly, I think we set ourselves up for success. So what does winning this week mean? Well, it's relative to where you're at. And so where you wanna be is, again, you wanna move yourself 25, 50, 75% back to where you typically are at, okay? So we know how the holiday mode is, we know how vacation mode is, and now you're kinda creating that bridge. And what that looks like is maybe your eating's not gonna be perfect, but you're really focusing on getting the good foods into your body. So it's not so much a focus, I have to stop eating calories, I have to stop eating sugar, I have to stop eating carbs, as much as it is, I wanna start getting some fruit in my body, I wanna get some healthy foods, whatever you consider to be your healthiest foods, I wanna start getting those in my body. Um, and you know, I wanna start cutting down some of the unhealthy stuff, but it doesn't have to be completely. Um, I could tell you I've been eating cookies for the last three weeks straight. It's hard for me just to completely cut out sweets just on a dime. And so I'm not trying to do that. What I'm looking to do is I'm looking to cut it down, okay? In service of in another week or two, I'll be right back down to where I was, okay? So again, it's this gradual understanding where you take this week, maybe next week, and it becomes a stepping stone. It becomes a, kind of that that bridge to get back to where you want to be. So you're giving yourself a little bit more time. Now, in addition to food, focusing on food, eating more healthy stuff, beginning to reduce, replace the unhealthy stuff, we really want to focus it on lifestyle, and this is a lesson that's so important because when we get depleted um, in life, whether it's obvious because of vacations, holidays, um, whether something just happens to us, you know, life situations happen to us. In those situations, it's not just about weight and food. We really want to focus on lifestyle behaviors. So, as a reentry week, what I'm really focusing on is making sure that I get a lot of sleep. Get my water back to where it was, my meditation, my relaxation, getting walking again and doing a lot of the lifestyle things that signal to my mind and my body that we're back on track. OK, so again, what it really comes down to, though, is reframing this week, not of one where you're starting perfect on yesterday or today, but instead one where you start the process of getting back to being where you want to be. And I think when you give yourself that little extra time to recover, to replenish yourself and to get yourself back, you're going to appreciate it because it feels a lot better. And I think you're going to find you get much better results with that. So give that some thought. And I hope this helps you out. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. We can get into it. Any weight loss questions you may have, feel free to ask them. Um, because, oh, here we are. Hey, Paula. Hi, Jim. I did not get my morning email and not my daily email. Okay, let me um, let me look at next. I saw you just joined the program yesterday. Congratulations. Um, you'll get an email. Uh, we have our call tonight. And well, you wouldn't know this, but we I switched the call up. It used to be at 3 p.m. Eastern. Now it's at 6 p.m. Eastern. You'll get that information as soon as this call's over. And I will double check that's, um, I don't know why you didn't get that, but I will, I will look into that. Let me write myself a little note, note, uh, email. And we'll get that straight. That happens sometimes. Sometimes it's just little, little glitches in the email system, but we'll get that fixed quick for you. Um, and welcome to the program. Great job. This is gonna be a great year for you. And I can't wait to meet you and, and work with you. Um, Astor says, hi, Jim, I've decided to stay on the program okay cool I'll, I'll reach out to you so I'm, I'm glad to hear that you know so i love working with asteroid astra is one of my faves um and paula if, if you'll get to meet astra i guess you to stay in the program so that's really exciting so yeah shoot me a message how you want to do that and we will we will work that yeah paul you should be excited it's going to be oh man i i, I don't, I don't want to toot my own horn but this uh this program i think is gonna knock your socks off and uh, i'm super excited um yeah. So I can't wait. And yeah, watch you get your emails though? Damn. You know, I don't know why that didn't happen. Um, you should have got them today because I know you signed up yesterday. Did you get in the app? Did, did you get in the app? That'll kind of help me diagnose it a little bit, but um, we'll figure it out. Um, so yeah, where are we at? Right. So, so we're talking, it's, it's what January 2nd, um, how to control insulin resistance. All right. That's a great question. And I love that question because uh, we live in a funny society. Oh, you did get in the app. Okay, great. Um, okay, so at least you got something. You have some stuff to do, but you got plenty of stuff to do, right? But we'll get you the emails because that's a huge part of it. Um, so, how to control insulin resistance? Let's talk about this because this is really important. Again, we live in a funny society where there is so much, um, there, there, there's so many people with type 2 diabetes and pre diabetic. And yet, I find a lot of people really have a very limited understanding of what that means. You know, conceptually, there's not a real systemic understanding of what's going on there. So let's just talk about that because uh, the more you understand, the more you can, a lot of people want to stop eating certain foods. And they say, I'm going to not eat the ice cream because I don't want to gain weight. I want to lose weight. I want to gain weight. And it's like, it's all about the weight. The more you can make this about the system of you, who you are as a being, right? Because you are, you know, boy, what you're putting in your mouth probably has the biggest impact you know, on who you are as a person. And so the way we really start to understand is around the systems of our body. So what happens, right? What's insulin? And again, some of you already know this, but let's just go through it. So when we eat food, it all breaks down to glucose ultimately, right? And so glucose is your blood sugar. And so the glucose goes in our blood. Um, but if we get too much glucose in our blood, it becomes inflammatory and can ultimately be toxic. And so when we get high levels of glucose, right? So we eat a bag of M&Ms, our glucose skyrockets very quickly. And what happens is our pancreas releases insulin and the insulin goes into the blood. And you can think of it like insulin is like a key and it unlocks the cells, it unlocks the cell doors and pushes the glucose out of the blood into the cells. Okay, And so what happens though, understand this, is that spiking our glucose levels is completely unnatural, right? If I, if I dropped you off in the woods and said go spike your glucose levels, you ain't spiking those glucose Like You can't do it, right? Unless you maybe run into a beehive or you know a, a fruit patch. Um, but it's, it's very unnatural. And so the reason we're so easily able to spike our glucose levels this day and age is because we have all this processed food around us. We have a lot of sugar, we have a lot of flour, and a lot of processed foods that we absorb very quickly. Think about it, flour and sugar specifically are ground down into powders. And so powders are absorbed very quickly, okay? And so that is what leads to very quick spikes of glucose. Now our body's not very good at managing these because again, it's unnatural. And so a lot of times what happens is our body will overproduce insulin, put it into the blood, and now we wipe out a lot of the glucose. Now we feel tired and lethargic and hungry. And now we eat again, eat the wrong stuff, spike the glucose, spike the insulin, right? We go back and forth with this. And so eventually what happens from doing this is like most things in our bodies is our cells create a tolerance to the insulin. And now the key has gotten worn. And so it doesn't unlock the door as well. And so now what happens, this is what insulin resistance is. And so if we keep eating the same way, if we keep spiking blood sugar levels, we become insulin resistant. So how do you deal with insulin resistance? How do you control insulin resistance? Well, the real thing is how do you control glucose spikes? Okay, and so this is where you start to add a lot more context to how you're eating, right? Because, you know, really what's affecting your body is the tsunami effect of the glucose and the insulin, because both of them are inflammatory and toxic at a high levels, okay? So it's not so much that our body can't handle this once in a while or a little bit at a time, it's that when we eat flour, when we eat sugar, it's a huge spike of glucose that goes into our body. And so now um, what happens is just like a tsunami, you know, if you get a foot of rain over a week, the, the facilities can handle it. You get a foot of rain in an hour, it overwhelms the systems, you see? And so that's a lot of times what we're doing to our bodies when we're, when we're g- spiking our glucose levels is we're overwhelming the system. So when you're pre-diabetic, when you're actually diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic, really what you're looking to do is you're looking to control the glucose Um, levels of your blood. And so you do that primarily through the foods you choose to eat. Okay. So again, you probably know this, but when you, when you start to find low glycemic index foods, right, that, that is a good diet for everybody, right? Because we don't want spikes of glucose all the time. And occasionally it's fine, but we don't want to be spiking our glucose levels and then spiking our insulin levels five, six, seven times a day which is what I used to do, what a lot of people do. It's easy, right? I mean, we got breakfast, then we got snack between breakfast and lunch, then we got lunch, then we got lunch between dinner, a snack there, then we got dinner, then we got dessert and we're eating all night. And so it's easy to do it. You know, If, if we're eating processed foods, flour, sugar. So again, what I would suggest, um, the simplest approach to start managing your insulin resistance is to start managing the foods that you're eating. And to start eating more whole, natural foods, um, because, again, understand, you know, even with um, with flour, with sugar, you know, even if you're like <laughs> chewing on sugarcane, uh, Rita, this is live. Um, if if you are chew on sugarcane, right, even that is not as processed, so it's not absorbed as quickly. You know, people don't think this. You think you tap on like a sugarcane, and out comes the sugar we eat. It's not. It's super duper processed, and that processing basically removes a lot of the outer shell that slows down the absorption. Okay. So again, what I think you want to do is you really want to focus on, um, changing the the foods that you're eating and beginning to gear it more towards natural whole foods. That is how you manage your insulin and your glucose, you know, and it makes you feel a lot better. All right. Um, how about cold pressed juices? Uh, you know, to be honest, I don't really recommend juices really that much anymore. Um, I, I've gone through my juicing phase. I've drank juices growing up. Yeah, even celery, cucumber juices, uh, not what I would recommend ideally. Now, again, let me make clear everything's relative. Okay. So it's like if you're eating, you know, if you only eat McDonald's and, you know, convenience store food and all the rest of it, moving over to juicing will be wonderful. Okay. Um, but again, ideally, what's happening with juicing is again, we're getting rid of all the fiber. And it's my belief that fiber is the number one thing missing uh, from the American diet, like insoluble fiber. And if you think about how we we lived in a natural environment for all these years, we were eating so much fiber. And I can tell you personally, this is a little anecdotal, but there's a lot of science behind it, um, is that, yeah, so this person says, I've lost 17 pounds in eight months. I'm assuming maybe you're saying that because you've been juicing, you know, so again, I don't know what you're eating before. That's why I was trying to make clear. Everything is relative. Okay. So there is no like one right answer. There there's answers that depend on your situation. So if you were eating a very, you know, a standard American diet, the sad diet, and all of a sudden you move over to juicing, you're probably gonna notice a lot of positive health impacts. Okay. So again, that's why I don't like to say like, like we can't say there's no absolutes, you know, there is, um, okay they said not juicing just less meals and started pilates yeah okay great super job i think that's great i i I, again so juicing you know is it good or bad well it depends where you're at i don't think it's ideal because i think the ideal is that you want to eat things in a natural form and if you remove all of the if you move all the uh fiber from it it's not a natural form you know and then if you start juicing fruits watch out because now you're just you know pounding sugars all right so be careful of that um wanted to know if adding juices would improve uh, I wouldn't add juices. again, I I'm not against it, right and I used to I, I did smoothies for years, but even smoothies, I, I, that's my hierarchy of healthy foods. Let's put it that way, right? So again, if you're if you're uh, you know eating a lot of McDonald's and fast foods and processed foods, um, yeah, go go start juicing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but if we're talking about healthy foods, I put kind of juicing over here. It's probably the least healthy out of the three, I'm gonna say. Um, because again, you're stripping out the the fiber of it. Uh, then there's smoothies, right, where, where you're taking like the cucumbers, you know, celery in there, and you're just blending it up. So the fiber's still in there, but it has been, you know, pre-kind of, you know, blended up. Um, so that's kind of second. And then ideally, where I, where I'm at and where I like to be as much as I can, is I eat a lot of salad, you know. And so salads, it's the it's the cucumber, it's the celery in its natural form. Because I am telling you all, please hear this and test this out the biggest shift in my whole diet, and I went from being a crazy big meat eater to being a vegetarian, but the bigger shift than that was when I started adding a lot more fiber into my diet, insoluble, natural fiber in natural forms. Not not not, not not different powders. I'm talking about more beans, more vegetables, more fruit. And as I've added more of those into my diet, what happens is, Fiber, you know, at one point they said fiber's not even a nutrient, your body doesn't absorb it, it doesn't matter. And the number one ingredient missing from the standard American diet is fiber because it does not process well, right? So fiber has been stripped from a lot of processed foods. Fiber is what we need though because what happens is you start filling your intestines up with fiber that you don't absorb, but it stays there and you have gut bacteria, right? Your microbiome if you don't know anything about this. And so your microbiome, like those foods, that fiber is like superfood for a healthy microbiome. And what happens is it feeds a healthy microbiome, which is really helpful. And that fiber stays in your gut. Think about this, right? If you eat a meal of pretzels and crackers, that goes into your body. It's all powder. You know what I mean? So it absorbs quickly. There's not a lot going into your gut. When you eat a lot of vegetables or a big salad, there's a lot of fiber going into your gut, making you feel full a lot longer. You have a thing called the ileal and the colon break within your intestines, and it's a breaking system. You know, it's chemical, um, but it's a breaking system that sends your brain a signal we're, we're satisfied, we're full. Okay, so if your intestines are kind of empty because you're eating a lot of powders, as opposed to when you eat a lot of, um, you know, natural whole foods, you know, the difference in how satisfied you feel is night and day. So, that's something I recommend to everyone. Protein and fiber are probably the two things that will give you the most satisfaction, the most satiety. You know, um, Heidi says you always pop up on my for you page before I go to bed. That's funny. Is that good or bad? I don't know. Some people like that, right? I, I love what uh, people tell me they're like. I was in the grocery store. I was about to do this and I saw one of your videos, you know, and I didn't get it. And it's like, that's cool because that's where I'm at. You know, that's what I do with people is I'm, I'm always working on their mindset, you know? So I'm not looking to rah, rah you up and just get you, oh, I'm not, okay. I'm not going to do that. I want to change the way you're thinking. So you're like, I don't want that. You know, that's the big difference. You know, um, if I had to put it into like a real simple way to explain it, you know, it's good. Hypnotizing. I literally did jump out of the bed this morning. My dream body. All right. Nice job. Yeah. That's a fun part. In the program, we call it the Program Yourself Then Technique. It's really, it's, it's a one, two minute hypnosis technique you use. And it's the redo and rehearsal technique. And uh, that is, the, the rehearsal technique is kind of what you're referring to, where we imagine tomorrow is the person we want to be. And it's so important to do that because we live our lives on autopilot. You know, if, if you notice how like, you wake up in the morning, you kind of do what you always do. And you just, you kind of just do it. And so, so much of your behavior is environmentally dictated. Hey, from South Africa, how you doing? I don't know, I, I don't ruin your name. El-reen, El-reen. Um So, So, so much of our behavior is environmentally dictated where we're in certain situations and we become kind of a certain version of ourselves and then we behave out of that version. So if you look at your eating habits, you're going to notice that your worst eating habits... Um, are happening at the same times a day in the same places um, with the same people or without the same when you're alone. You know, th- there's there's very specific things going on. Your, your eating is not all completely random, although you may think it is. It's not. It's very pattern oriented. And so the redo rehearsal technique is such a powerful way to reprogram your mind uh, to become the thin, healthy person you want to be. And uh, yeah, so that rehearsal technique is really, really powerful. But that's awesome. You're doing it and it works for you. Um, Rita says, what's your opinion on berberine supplements? Pilates was a life changer. Yeah, yoga was a life changer for me. I think any anything you take up uh, that... This is why I always make the distinction between exercise and movement. I think anything where you start moving your body and anything where you're moving your body in a way where you're bringing your attention inwards, I think is, is going to benefit you in a lot of ways because uh, it helps you develop awareness, helps you become more sensitive to your own body, how you feel, And I think that that obviously is going to support you, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, So, yeah, Uh, my opinion on berberine supplements. I I don't even know what berberine supplements are. I am not a big supplement guy. So I will say that I'm going to look berberine up now because I I learn a lot of stuff as I do these lives. The newest thing. Um, Berberine, what's it do? The function of it. Healthy blood sugar, cholesterol, and triglyceride levels. Nah, I mean, you know, come on. I I I don't I don't look at that. So again, I'm not not trying to judge anything here. But there's no pill. There's no berry from the Amazon. There's no tea leaves from you know the hills in Nepal that is gonna change your weight or your all that stuff. There's just no way. And just like there's no diet that's just going to change your weight. I think you need to start looking at things in a holistic, comprehensive way. And I think, to put it another way, I think the diet industry has conditioned us to always look for shortcuts, quick fixes. And it, we know now you can literally spend your entire life chasing quick fixes and shortcuts, only to end up with no answer ever. And so my my message every day, I, I remind people of this, is to just dedicate yourself to mastering this. If you dedicate yourself to mastering your weight one time, then you're done with it. And you can move on to other things in your life. (laughs) You see? Which is why I always tell people, understand this distinction. As a dieter, you're obsessed with losing weight. You think getting to your goal weight is, that's the goal, right? That's the finish line. It's not. You don't just want to lose weight. You want to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. Okay. So that's the big difference. And that difference is crucial because if you just think that losing weight is the goal, what do you think you're going to do once you've lost the weight? You put it back on, which is what, again, statistically they say 82 to 95% of people put the weight back on after they lost it. So I think we need a, we need a reframe right from the beginning that this isn't about losing weight. This is about getting to my goal weight. And then living at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot. Every word of that message is important. And if you write that down and you put that against your weight loss goal, you're quickly gonna realize how superior this goal is because this is really what you want. It's a more accurate description of what you want. And ironically, the the strategy to lose weight versus the strategy to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life your goal weight on near autopilot are two completely different strategies. And the interesting thing is that weight mastery is a lot easier than weight loss because every time you're just focused on losing the weight, you get in this mindset. I just want to do as quick as possible. And you choose the most extreme things. You're trying to overcorrect too fast and it's, it's a struggle. And so it's really important. Astrid, you down your home trainer wow, why look at you, Astrid, always improving, right? That's awesome. That's awesome. Astrid. Um, so yeah, so we, we want to master our weight. Don't sell yourself short. Wanting to lose weight's a shitty goal. It's an impoverished, shitty goal. I'm here to tell you, this is why, if your only goal this year is to just, I just wanna lose weight, you're, you're gonna be in trouble, you know? Catch me next year then, <laughs> because that's not what you want. And you gotta stop saying that. You've gotta stop saying, I just wanna lose weight, because it's not true. You've lost weight in the past, then you put it back on, are you happy you lost the weight? Or are you mad that you put it back on? Okay, I'll let you answer that question. So you gotta learn from that. You know, that's the, big, that's the big problem with dieters, is they're trapped. They can't. They can't look and say, oh, this shit ain't working. I got to change to do something else." <laughs> it's like this shit ain't working, so I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> How many times you try to start your keto plan, right? How many times you're doing frigging Weight Watchers? Do you know, dieters love doing shit that doesn't work. They love it. <laughs> I'm joking. I know you don't love it, but you're trapped. You know what I mean? You don't. You don't know any other way to think. So that, that's why I do these every day, just to kind of you know show you another way. You know, show you a different way to do it. Uh, Miss Anke says, track food. Yeah or nay. Um, it's up to you, you know, again, there's a million ways to lose weight. There's a billion people on the planet. You figure out what works for you. I would never say, um, never say, you know, oh yes, track food. Don't track food. It's up to you. I've worked with, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So, uh, you know, listen, some people love tracking food. (laughs) They're like that. They're they're very like, I want to track everything. Um, most people I have found in my experience, me included, don't want to track food. You know, don't wanna micromanage it. So again, I say it's up to you to do it. I will say, me personally, like I don't teach that because I teach a more intuitive, automated, again, what do I say? I want you to live at your goal weight on near autopilot. So counting calories every day, tracking food all the time is not near autopilot. So I look to get someone where there can be on near autopilot. Now, that being said, I think tracking your food at some point is really important. I think you should use it as a calibration tool, though, right? You have some sense of what you're reading, how much you're reading, and it's probably wrong, just to be honest. So if you track your food, if you track what you're doing, um, what happens, if you just do it for a week or so, even, you get a much clearer idea of how accurate were you, right? If you were right on money, great. You know, if you weren't, if you're way off, great, because now you realize something that was wrong. Right? So there's nothing worse oh boy, my, my clients there's nothing worse I think than people like I'm doing everything right I'm not losing any weight and it's like uh, I doubt it I doubt it you know just to be honest, right We all got human bodies and if you cut down the calories that are going in it over time you're gonna lose weight that, that's kind of how that works now in the short term it's always you know people lose weight at different speeds um, but over time if you reduce calories you're gonna reduce your weight you know so again, there's a lot of people out there that think they're eating less than they actually are. And that's a very dangerous place to be because you create the belief that no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. And that is almost never the case, you know? So again, that's kind of my long-winded answer on that, on that question. Um, Lolo says just joined. So what should we say instead of, I want to lose weight. Yeah. Say, I want to get to my goal weight and I want to live the rest of my life at my goal weight on your autopilot. Right. And I know it's a mouthful, but the point of it is that it extends our thinking. Cause if I ask you the question, how long do you want to lose the weight for, right? You're, you're saying forever right? I know you want to lose it forever. I know there's no one in the world says I want to lose the weight and then put it back on two months later. No one in the world says that. No one in the world wants that. However, everyone's getting that, right? I mean, everyone, you know, you, you've lost weight and you keep putting it on. You can't keep it off. Your problem's not the weight loss piece as much as it is the maintenance piece. And now you're at the point where you've lost the weight and put it on three, four, five times in a dramatic fashion that now you can't even get started with a plan because in the back of your mind, like, what's the fucking point? I'm just going to put the weight back on, anyways. And now you're apathetic. You think about weight loss 24 hours a day, and you're not doing anything to actually lose it. And I'm telling you, this is the beginning part of it because the diet industry has caused you to think about weight loss as a short-term thing. You think of I'm going to I'm going to diet un- until until I lose the weight. Right in that languaging is the clue that you're thinking of as a temporary thing. As soon as you think of it as a temporary thing. The next thing goes, well shit, if it's just temporary, let's get it over as quick as possible. I just wanna lose as fast as I can. And now you look for the most extreme thing, cutting out all the carbs, cutting out all the sugar, 1200 calories, not eating for 16 hours, right? You you do the extreme thing. I'm gonna do this for until I lose the weight. It's, It's temporary, so I can do something extreme for a little while. And then what happens? You usually don't even get to the goal anyways, but even if you do, you've never once set in your mind, how am I gonna live at my goal weight? Which is a completely different question. You know, and by the way, what that whole mindset that I just described does is it makes you think about your weight loss like it's a sprint. And if you think about a sprint as a race, if you're running a sprint and you trip a little bit, you've lost the race, right? What The only thing that wins a race, a sprint, is absolute perfection, right? You need to be perfect from the, the starting gun to the finish line. And if you trip up a little bit, catastrophic, you lost. Now, if you're in a marathon, you trip a little bit, you can make up for it because it's a longer time, okay? So even this part of the mindset's crucial. Because the idea that you are gonna start your diet on day one being perfect, no carbs, 1200 calories, no sugar, whatever your thing is, right? The idea that you're gonna start on day one and be perfect until you reach your goal weight is almost impossible. And so what happens when you make a mistake with your reading, right? When you, I was doing so good for three days and I ate a cookie. What happens? It feels catastrophic. Now you blow yourself right out of the, right out of the path. Has this not happened to you, <laughs> right? And you don't know why, right? You don't know why. It's, you're flummoxed by why your motivation is kind of here today and gone tomorrow. And it's like, oh, shit. Well, how do I motivate myself? But what we don't realize is, is your motivational f- foundation is made out of quicksand. You have no f- motivation. You have no foundation motivationally. What you have is you have the diet industry. You've been brainwashed by the diet industry. We all have. I've just learned how to unbrainwash myself from it. But you right now, you're, the main reason you're struggling with your weight is you are trapped mentally, in a diet mindset. You have the mindset of a dieter. You've got two mindsets, actually. you got the overweight mindset and you got a diet mindset. And the best case scenario is you diet yourself down to your goal weight, but you still get the same problem because you can't keep dieting and you don't want to be overweight again. But what happens? You go back to reverting, back to thinking like an overweight person, and then you go back to dieting. Then you go back to thinking like an overweight person. And you go to... Never once in that scenario do you ever work to develop a thin and healthy mindset. And your mindset is the number one thing impacting your weight. So how are you going to succeed with your weight? If you're serious about your weight, which you're not that much anymore. Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad. I was just thinking about this today. You know, it's like, it's not your fault, but I mean, like you've, you've been trying to lose weight for decades now by dieting. And so now you associate dieting, weight loss with failure. There's no, in your mind, you can't imagine ever living at your goal weight on your autopilot. The words almost don't even mean anything. You know, you've just internalized this forever struggle, this forever failure, and you're in this trap where you just think about it constantly, but nothing ever happens, you know? And so, you know, what happens is, you know, when you start doing your weight loss, it's the spontaneous pain-based event. Right. When you start your weight loss, it's because you step on the scale. You can't how much it is. You see a picture of yourself. You can't how big you are. Um, you see your reflection. You get really upset. Your clothes you were wearing swore would always fit. They don't fit now. Now you're really upset. You gotta go to the doctor. Someone says something shitty to you. Something painful, negative happens. You get really upset about it <clears throat> and you say, that's it. I'm going to do it this time. Time to start my keto plan. Time to join Weight Watchers again. Time to cut all the calories. Tomorrow I'm going to fast tomorrow. I'm not going to eat. Right? Whatever extreme thing you choose to do, you do it and you do it for a couple days and then you go back to what you always do. And that's the cycle you're trapped in. Right? And so what has to change? Well, it's not the plan. There's no diet coming down the pike that's going to help you. Even the Ozempic shit, again, it's a band-aid on a gunshot wound. It's not going to fix the core problem. The core problem is you think like an overweight person. Is it any wonder we live in an obesogenic society? Right, you've been conditioned to be overweight since you were born through food commercials, through the culture, you know? But you have never learned how to deal with that. See, we've got, we've got primitive biology, right? Think about this, right? We evolved over millions of years in a food-scarce environment. So all of our neurology, all of our biology, all of our biochemistry, our nervous system, everything is geared towards eating when you got food in front of you, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's you're an eating machine. Remember in Jaws, they're like, oh, it's a machine. It eats and it makes little babies, swims and makes babies. Well, that's what we do. You know what I mean? We basically, we eat and we make babies and we just keep, that's what we did for millions of years. You know, we, we eat, we stay warm, we make babies. That's it. Okay. So here we are now in the modern world and ain't food scarce anymore for, for most of us. Thank, thank God, right? It's better than the alternative. But now we got a new problem ahead of us, right? So now instead of instead of dying from starvation, we're dying from overeating. That's the number one cause of preventable death right now. As I talk to you, is overeating related deaths? So we've gone from one, one cause of death, and we're just starving to death, to now overeating to death. That's the main cause of preventable death. Imagine this, and I tell you this as someone this is personal to me. My dad died at fifty-four of a heart attack, and I was thinking that today. I was, I was I don't know. I never thought of this. One, but I'm like this guy Jesus. He had gout. He used to have kidney stones. He had all sorts of these physical issues. I mean, he was just. It wasn't just the heart attack at the end that got him. I mean, it was a, there was a, a slow decline in health even before that, you know, for no reason. I always say my, my dad had a fucking twin. My dad had a twin who lived another 30 years longer. You know, there, there was no need for it. And so here we are, 2024, and we're eating ourselves to death. Why? We don't want to. All you do is think about losing weight, so why are you doing it? because you have this old evolutionary biology, psychology, biochemistry, biology, that is triggering you to overeat every time you have these foods in you. And what you have not done is you have not upgraded your software. You've not upgraded your software, how you're approaching all these foods. That's the biggest difference I can tell you for me is that at one point where I felt, just like everyone else, uh, talk about food noise. Is it any wonder why we got food noise, folks? I mean, how many ads a day do you think you're seeing for shitty foods? Addictive, shitty foods. You know, I mean, it's never ending. I mean, if you see a hundred food ads a day, a thousand food ads a day at this point, who knows? <laughs> you know, again, every time you drive by a fast food restaurant, that's another advertiser, another trigger. <clears throat> but we live in this obese and genic environment, which is primarily mental. That, that's, the, that's the most important part of it. And you have not learned how to upgrade. You have not learned how to mentally be a thin, healthy person in this environment. And you have to do that. What other solution is there? Do you really think you just don't know what to eat? (laughs) Do you really think you don't know you shouldn't eat ice cream or cookies? You already know that shit. Think about this. There's times when you make the right food choice, times you make the wrong food choice, same you, same genetics, right? Same knowledge about nutrition, same willpower, right? So sometimes you make the good decision, Sometimes you make the bad decision. What's the difference? What's the difference? Same you. It's your mindset and it's how you feel, right? Sometimes you're in a good mood. You're kind of focused. You're motivated. You're feeling good. Hey, make a good food decision. Sometimes though, you're having a shitty day. You didn't sleep good last night. You just got to fight with your, your partner. Your boss yelled at you. And now, now you're tempted. The fuck it? Who cares? I don't give a shit. I don't care. Isn't that what, isn't that at the core of your weight issue? Is it not? Isn't it? Like, like when you get the food right in front of you and where you're at in here, up here. So so it's not it's not knowing what food you should eat. And by the way, that's the entire weight loss industry, is people telling you what to do. Is not every single diet, every dietitian, every nutritionist, I'll go against any dietitian on the planet. I, I would go against a weight, I would do a weight competition with any dietitian or nutritionist on the planet. Because if you think just being told what you should eat is gonna make the difference, you're crazy. You know what I mean? Come on. How much more because first of all, you've lost weight before. So you already know how to lose weight, like technically, but you don't know how to live at your goal weight. You, you, you never even think of that. All you do is think about what, can I, what extreme thing can I do to lose weight quickly? That's what you think constantly. And with that mindset, how much weight have you lost in the last year? It ain't working and it's never going to work. You've got to change how you're thinking and that changes how you feel. And when you change how you think and you feel and you have control over that, guess what? then you can start to change how you behave. But the truth is you have no idea to change how you behave because all you have is willpower. You know, you need more than that. L. Ryan says, uh, is fasting good? Depends what kind of fasting you're talking about. And again, it depends on the person. Some people thrive fasting. It's a minority in my experience, um, but some people do. But the bigger question, folks, is this. You need to figure out what works for you. There is no one perfect plan. Okay, someone loses 80 pounds, don't get excited how they did it. You know what I mean? You ask them, learn from it, but just because they did it that way doesn't mean it's gonna work for you. Fasting is a perfect example. So if we're talking about water fasting, I think that's a waste of time. If we're talking about intermittent fasting, I think that's that's got, I, I, I intermittent fast, I like it. You don't need to do 16 hours a day. There's no magic at 16 hours. You could start with 10 hours. You could start with 12 hours. All we're looking to do is reduce the window or extend the window a time where we're not eating. Give your body a break. It's unnatural to be eating all day long. That's an unnatural thing to do. And it overwhelms our body. So I think any break you can give yourself where you're not eating that's comfortable for you and that becomes automatic. Again, I call mine nighttime fasting. That's how I refer to it. because It's not 16 hours. It's, it's the window between when I go to bed and when I stop eating has gotten bigger. So I usually stop eating around six, seven o'clock at night. And I start eating the next day, seven, eight o'clock in the morning on average. That, that's the ballpark. Um, and it works really well for me. I love it, I love it, okay? But I think the intermittent fasting, again, it becomes very rigid. You gotta do exactly like this, you gotta do it like this. And the rigidness is the number one, the more rigid your plan is, the more likely you're not gonna succeed with it. Just you're already here, okay? Um, so intermittent fasting, again, it, it's good and bad. Everything's good and bad and depends on the person, all right? Um, you are not right on that. Your goal to lose weight is the beginning of a change in your mindset. You're not right on that. Your goal to lose weight is the beginning of a change in your mindset. Yeah, okay, but you know what? 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 I don't know how old you are, but if you're 50 years old and you've tried losing weight fucking 30 years and you've lost weight and put it back on, 20 times. And now you're 50 years old. You're like, oh, I got to lose weight again. No, because all, that phrase is linked up with failure. So I do not believe that. I think right from the beginning, you've got to start walking a different path. And I suggest you get right the fuck off the weight loss path and get on the weight mastery path if you're serious. So I'll uh, politely agree to disagree with you on that one. I don't think the goal to lose weight is the beginning of a change in your mindset at all. I think that's a solidification of being on the exact same path, having the exact same mindset you've always had. And I think what is the beginning of a new path is saying, I wanna master my weight once and for all. I don't give a shit how long it takes. I'm going to master it because this is so important to me. And if I master my weight, not only will I probably live as long as I can and have the best quality of life while I can, but I'm gonna start feeling amazing. It would be so amazing to have my weight under control to not have to think about weight, food, all this shit, all the time. I want to be free of it. And it starts today by mastering my weight. I'm going to master it. Get, weight loss is like go, going, to first, going to elementary school. You know what I mean? I'm just being honest, you know, I don't give a shit. Anyone can lose weight. There's a million ways to lose weight quickly. Who gives a shit? Don't you understand why you can't get yourself started? Do you not, do you not identify the apathy in you? Do you not identify the apathy that you don't believe anything's going to work long-term? So what's the point? Like, I, if you don't think that that's part of the problem, then I don't know. <laughs> then I got a diet to sell you. <laughs> uh, thank you for being here. Thank you, Maggie. I appreciate that. i you get back again. Uh... Marcus says, love seeing you it helps me so much thank you you're welcome i appreciate you saying that yeah new year again I, I it's it was hard i i um i've been off track with my eating oh man it was so nice today i had my first salad in like two weeks oh my body's like thank you thank you i felt like shit you know but again there's no problem with feeling like shit i, I always say this in the program we call it utilization feeling like shit eating like crap is not a bad thing if you utilize it if you learn from it and so I like shift the last 3 weeks but I learned from it it helps keep me on track overall, you know? But I'm glad you're here you're here and I'm glad you enjoy seeing this. Um, Ryan says you speak the truth. I've lost weight through the years but always gain it back. Exactly, right? That's what you So, if you've lost weight and gained it back multiple times, we've got to address that. Do you not think that that has created some kind of belief in your mind? <laughs> you don't know I mean like you've got it. This is the mindset work, folks. Again, I and first of all, like, you know, mindset's important, but no one's really teaching it. I, I, I'm dead honest. Someone asked me this yesterday. And I was like, listen, there's Carol Dweck. She's the queen of the mindset, right? She does the growth fixed mindset stuff, which is great stuff. I love it. But how practical is it in specific instances? That's where I, I don't find it that practical. Again, I love what she's saying and I teach it. I, I think it's a, it's a piece of the puzzle. But to me, mindset is a very specific thing. And I think you got to watch out because people say, say, oh, you got to have the right mindset. But what they really mean is they're just saying you need more willpower. You know what I mean? They're just using it as a synonym for willpower. What I'm talking about with mindset is six specific categories. This is why I take people through. We have weight mastery blueprints in the program and the six categories I take you through to create your own blueprint mindset wise is motivation. Do you know how to motivate yourself? I already know the answer. And you never learned how to motivate yourself. There's a science of motivation. It's, it's just something you learn. Once you know how to do it, you can control your motivation. Wouldn't that be nice? That's the first thing you gotta do anyways. You're not even motivated. You don't even know how to motivate yourself. Don't you recognize that as a problem? So once you're not to motivate yourself, everything gets easier. So that's the first step of mindset. The next one is self-image. This whole process is an inside out transformation of becoming another person. That's what this is. Just because you lose weight doesn't mean you become another person, right? This is why people lose the weight and then put it back on, okay? So program yourself then We're starting with the process that this is about becoming the best version of you possible. It's about identifying yourself differently, changing your self-image. So that's another, the second component of the mindset. Third one is habits. Do you understand the neuroscience of habits? Do you know what habits are? Because if you don't, then you can't be strategic. If you don't understand habits neuroscientifically, if you don't understand the structure of habits, then you can't be strategic. And then what are you doing? You're just using willpower and trying to change how you're acting. And how's that working out? It's not working out. The next thing is emotions. Do you know how to feel the emotions you want to feel and deal with the shitty emotions you don't want to feel without food? Probably not, right? Because we, we've been conditioned to use food as our main emotional management strategy. Next is thinking literally the nuts and bolts. How do you think like a thin, healthy person? What questions do you ask? How do you think about food? How do you think about things? Be important to know, right? <laughs> and then maintenance finally, right? Cause maintenance is the main thing we're doing here. So we start with maintenance. What's the point of doing anything if it's not built for the long term? And that's why, again, there's no faster way to trigger a dieter than while they're losing weight, say, what are you going to do once you lose the weight? Because I have asked that question many times. You know what the response I get is? I don't want to hear. I don't talk about that, Jim. When I get there, I'll figure it out. No, you won't. No, you won't figure it out. No one figures it out. Apparently, (laughs) right? Have you figured it out when you lost the weight? Did you lose the weight? And all of a sudden, you're just a thin, healthy person from that point forward? That's not not what I see. That's not what the numbers say, okay? So we got to identify what the real problem is because once you know what the real problem is, then you can find a real solution. And if you're chasing diets, you're 100 miles off the, the course. You're nowhere close to finding a real solution. And it starts with what you identify as the goal. If you think losing the weight is the finish line, it ain't. You're setting yourself up for disappointment because you're gonna be all focused and motivated, thinking you're gonna lose the weight and everything's gonna be magical and, and amazing. Then you're gonna get there and realize, oh, it's not all magical, maybe I still have to eat shit. Because you know what most people do? They trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the weight loss, right? The pleasure of the scale going down. But what happens when now the scale's done going down, you got to the goal weight, so there's no more excitement watching that, and now there's no more excitement of the food. What do you do now? How do you motivate yourself? How? That, that's what I mean. If you don't have an answer for that, what are you, what are you going to do? You know, it doesn't magically pop up clearly. So yeah, we got to focus on maintenance from the beginning. Yeah. It's not serious about it. Cause it doesn't work giving up and accepting. This is my body. Yeah. There you go. Right. So it's like that. That's what a lot of people are at. I given up and this is my body. And again, I'm not, I'm not shaming anyone. Everyone gets to choose what weight they're going to live at. You know, but I I feel bad. And the reason I get out here is because I know you've chosen a weight that you don't want to live at, but you've just accepted it because you feel defeated. You feel like you don't know what to do. You've tried everything and nothing's worked, but you haven't tried everything. You've tried all the diets. You have to understand the diet industry is full of shit. The diet industry is the food industry. Do you even know that all the diets you're referencing are all diets that are owned by food companies? I know you don't believe me, but Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Atkins Food Products was owned by the same company that owns Onion's Pretzels and Cinnabon. SlimFast was owned by the same company that owned Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. So do you think that they want to put across these weight loss plans that are so amazing that they're going to get people to stop eating their, their foods? Does that make any sense to you? Or does it make more sense that they're going to sell you the food and then when you want to lose weight, they're going to sell you some bullshit diet that doesn't work and keeps you stuck in the loop? Because the truth is that here you are 10, 20, 30, 40 years into trying to lose weight. And you know as little about how to lose weight now as you did before you started your first diet. You really don't know what to do. You don't know how a thin, healthy person thinks. You know, don't get upset about this, by the way, either. Because now at least if you can know what the problem is, then again, you can find the solution. But if you think the problem is that you don't know what to eat or you don't know what time to eat, Or you know you don't even like the the little details of of eating. If you think that's the problem with your weight, it's not. It's not. It's bigger than that. It's your mindset. You know, but he's use his, his results for it. So by the way, I haven't even said this, but but if you're not in my world, first of all, listen, let's follow me, right? Follow me on TikTok because I make videos all the time. They're going to help you out. People say this all the time. Oh, I was just about to, you know, just about to go buy a pint of ice cream. And I, I saw your video and I didn't, uh, woke up, you know, saw your video and it felt amazing. So watch my videos, right? Get them in your, your feed there. Um, next thing though, if you're really serious is go to my bio, click the link and get the hypnosis session I give you and watch the training I give you. Three steps to master your weight. Okay. And then if you're really serious, you join my program. Okay. I'm running a special this week, one week. Hey, it's $1,000. Okay. But it includes coaching. <laughs> there's eight weeks of coaching. You get an extra month. All right. So it's three months of group coaching where I work with you twice a week. We have calls Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I coach you. And then there's the whole program. And again, you can learn about it at programyourselfthin.com if you want to see about that. But that's how you transform your mindset from the inside out. You know, I, I think the best way. I refuse to do intermittent fasting, hate it and not for me. <clears throat> Good job, Debbie, right? So again, is this to say intermittent fasting works or doesn't work? No, it's not that easy. It works for some people, it doesn't work for others. But the people it doesn't work for, stop trying to make yourself do it, <laughs> you know? So much of weight loss is people trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You, start, you have to build a plan around you. That's, one, that's such an important piece of it. Because once you take the time to create a plan that's built for you, it's way easier to stick with. I sit in front of you as someone who has a plan. <clears throat> Again, in the program, what we go through are the Weight Mastery Blueprints. It's mindset, lifestyle, eating. And we create blueprints for each of those. And so I sit before you as someone who has transformed my mindset, my lifestyle, and my eating. They are 180 degrees different from where I started 30 years ago, 50 pounds heavier. And the difference is, I think, completely different I live completely different, and I eat completely different, and I love it, okay? Because I've taken my weight loss and wrapped it in personal development. So this isn't about weight loss for me. It's about being the best version of myself that I can be. One aspect of that is being at the weight I'm at, but there's way more to it than that, okay? So again, person, Program Yourself is is really a personal development program. It's about becoming the best version of yourself possible, and the primary way we're doing it through this program is by... You know, again, fixing your mindset, your lifestyle, and your eating so you're nourishing the best version of yourself so that you can live as the best version of yourself inside and out. That, that, that's the key difference there. Uh, Box says, can't depend on the FDA. have to be wired to do the right thing. Um, yeah, you can't depend on it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't mind the government. Like, I have no problem with government. But, but yeah, I, I would not. don't know if I'd trust a lot of stuff coming on the pike. Um, geez, when it comes to weight loss, you can't trust it. <laughs> It's, 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 it's crazy. I I could talk about this. I don't want to get banned. I got a book coming out. I got two books, but the book that's coming out probably next year is the obesity conspiracy. And, uh, we'll talk about that in detail. Um, yeah. Yep. Laura says, uh, yes, not comparing yourself to others. And that is very smart because we, we really don't, we don't want to compare ourselves to others and we don't want to use other people's strategies exclusively. Okay. Now program yourself then is built on the shoulders of people that have successfully lost weight and kept it off for at least two years. That that's what this program is all about. And that's what makes it unique. Um, it, it was especially for me when I began speaking with people that lost weight and kept it off for a number of years that it was like night and day to realize they think completely different about food, about lifestyle, about health, about themselves. That it was night and day. And I realize, oh shit, I'm to listen to all these people that are struggling with weight telling me what to do, you know? Or people that are like, here's the other side of it. Again, no, no hate here. But it's like, you can't be, if you're like 80 pounds overweight, maybe a person like that's all ripped up, like, you know, 5% body fat, abs all over the place, veins and, and ripped up, you know, again, it's not, but that might not be the person for you to learn from. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just just saying. And so um again, programming self-then is really about being who you are it's about who do you want to be what's important to you let's focus on that and then let's figure out a way to be that person that really resonates and fits for you and boy does that change everything because i promise you you're chasing a lot of goals in the back of your head that you don't even give a shit about i did this for years again i was at my goal away but i'm like oh, i want a six-pack i want a six-pack right and just randomly i just I get hit with the bug all of a sudden and uh i never did it though and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like a lightning bolt hit me out of the sky. I was like, uh, eh, because I don't give a shit. I'm a married guy with kids that have my shirt off five hours a year. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to put all that work and have a six pack. I don't care. What a day, <laughs> right? Because it's like, I just don't care about it, you know? And I can promise you you're, that's what you're doing to some degree because all weight loss marketing is all built around the before and after picture, which causes you to think about your weight loss superficially. The only thing you're trying to motivate yourself weight loss wise is looking better. And I hate to tell you, but that's not motivating enough for most people. So you need to find a way to find more motivation. Luckily, it's simple to do, but it it ain't going to get through that. What's up, Karen? I went shopping today and bought healthy, yummy food out with the holiday junk. Oh, here, here, right? I was just saying that I had a, oh my God, a giant salad for lunch. Oh, folks, if you haven't seen that, I put that up on my my main page. I pinned it but you should watch my salad preparation video because again, it's easier than you think to put like really good, I call that my living vitamin strategy. It's kind of smoothies or salads are kind of the two main ways. There's other ways, but um, where it's basically, you're just, you're looking to get as much nutrient density and variety into your body as possible. And, um, I like those salads four days a week. I'm just, again, I think of it like a vitamin. Do I love it? Do I love the taste of it? Nah, I prefer the tuna melt that I had yesterday with chips. But, um, again, when I look at the big picture, yeah, that salad's serving me well. And so it feels so good to be back on that. I, I love getting back to my routine. I couldn't wait for this week to start. I enjoyed the holidays, no doubt. Um, but I, that's what I'm trying to say. And that's what a lot of my clients are always saying. And this is what I want you to do is I want you to like, when it gets, you go off track a little bit, you enjoy yourself, eat some food, drink some wine, whatever you do. And then when it's time to get back on track, you can't wait to get back on track. That's what I'm talking about. Because I know no one is like, can't wait to get back to keto. Can't wait to start mannered fat. Can't wait to stop sugar. You know, can't wait to start Weight Watchers again. <laughs> no one's doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying the, the quiet part out loud you know? And so if you do if you can't wait to do it now, Karen 33 million K here is in the program, you know? And so she's excited to get back to the good food and get rid of the, the bullshit, you know? So again, it's all a mindset thing. It's not what to do. It's how you feel about doing it. Um, I've been plagued with a diet mindset for years. Thank you for sharing a new perspective. You are welcome, Rachel. Again, that, that's my mission in life is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. And, um, again, it's because to me, it's life and death. You know, my dad died of a heart attack unnecessarily. You know, I I think about this every day. Uh, You know, it's just, it's not hard to figure out. Like you could draw a line from him dying to me being here right now talking to you. Uh, You know, it's obvious, but uh, you know, it was unnecessary, you know? And so that's why I do this because to me, it's like, yeah, I want you to look good in a bathing suit. Okay, sure. But I way more want you to be alive so you can spend more time with your family and your friends and doing things you love to do. Um, I way more am interested in you having a great quality of life. That that's my real goal, you know. So I'm, that's why I get on here every day and do these. And by the way, if you don't know, this is I, I have a podcast program yourself, then so you can listen. I do I do live podcasts every single day, uh, every weekday. All right, check them out. Okay, they'll help you out. Um, Cindy says hi, glad to see you live. I'm leaving to do one of your hypnosis videos. All right, good job, Cindy. Yeah, I put yeah. So again, you can watch hypnosis videos on TikTok. Um, they're there, but. <clears throat> Make sure that uh, you go to my bio and get the full hypnosis session. I give it to you, it's free. It's called The New Thin Me and it's a weight loss kickstart session. So it's designed to relax you, calm you down and help you clarify and connect to your ideal self. You know, again, this just I was having a conversation today about this, that a lot of people, what they do, what you may be doing if you have a diet or mindset, in the back of your mind, you hold your good feelings hostage. You're holding all your good feelings hostage and you say, once I lose the weight, then I'll feel happy and attractive and confident and sexy and beautiful, aren't you? Right? You'll hold all your good feelings hostage. I say fuck that. You know, start feeling those good feelings now because you can. Believe me, you can. As a hypnotist, that's that's what I help people do. You can feel whatever emotions you want to feel. Don't you think? If you start to feel more confident, more beautiful more attractive, more healthy, more happy. Don't you think if you started to feel those things that it would be easier to eat better, (laughs) right? Free those feelings. Use them for your advantage. You got this crazy idea. It's not your fault. You just, it got put in your brain. You didn't realize it happened, right? You didn't realize, oh shit, I have been holding all my good feelings hostage. I don't allow myself to feel any good feelings until I lose the weight. But then I feel so shitty. I can't stop myself from eating shitty food and I can never get to those good feelings. It's a trap, folks. It's a mindset trap that you've been caught in. But you got to get out of it. The good news is, I always say this, you're you're in kind of like this mindset jail put there by the diet industry. Good news is they forgot to lock the door. You just open it and walk right the fuck out of it, you know? Start feeling good right now. You listen to that hypnosis session, you'll feel it. Relax and feel good. Feel optimistic, feel hopeful, feel positive. Feels nice. Because once you feel those things, you want to eat better. You want to live better. You want more of that. When you feel like shit, you say, oh, gives a fuck. I'll eat the ice cream, I'll eat the chips, I don't care. I don't care. I feel like shit now. This is the only thing that makes me feel... This is the only high point of my life, man. The best part of my life is the food. You ever thought that? You ever felt that way? So what are you going to do? Feel like complete and total shit, not eat the food for what? Three months, six months, a year until you lose the weight and then what happens? Magically you wake up, oh, now I can feel... Woo! Now I feel amazing. Oh, I'm, a, I'm is, that how it's, is that how it worked for you when you lost the weight? Or... Has it turned out that you have so consistently held your good feelings hostage that you don't even know how to feel them anymore? And even when you lost the weight, you still felt like shit because you don't know how to feel good about yourself anymore. Don't you think that might be part of the problem? What if you started to feel better about yourself right now, today, in five minutes? It'd take take you about a minute and a half to click through to my bio, to the link, to fill in the five questions I give you so I can customize the session for you. And then to listen to the hypnosis and five minutes from now you'd be like this. Listen to the most positive, encouraging stuff you've heard in years. Feeling positive, encouraging about your weight and your health more than you have in years. Cause when it comes to your weight and your health, you feel like shit all the time. And you're always trying to figure it out. Why do I feel like I'm so shitty? Why can't I eat better? To me, it's not a mystery at all. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what I try to give. That's what my clients get is the gift of understanding. Right? You have no one un- you have no idea. Why do I keep eating the wrong shit? What the fuck's wrong with me? I'm successful. I, I work over here. I'm a great mom. I'm great. I do all this great stuff over here. I'm, I got willpower. I'm focused. I'm motivated. I take action. And then there's my food. What the fuck? I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand it. Right. It's it, it just gnaws at you. you. You mull over it. 24 hours a day, you're mulling over. It. What's wrong with you? Why can't I do this? You know, program yourself. Then you, you crystal clear, <laughs> it's crystal clear. You're literally programming yourself to be overweight. You don't realize it because it was installed in you at such a young age, you just take it for granted, you know? So now your default setting is just being overweight. But what you don't realize, it's the thoughts that have been installed into your mind and that you're running automatically now, they're keeping you overweight. And so it's not the existence or non-existence of a diet that's gonna be the difference. You know, it's not knowing what I should and shouldn't eat, what times I should and shouldn't eat, what hours of the day I should or shouldn't eat. That is not, that is not the main thing controlling your weight. And so it won't be the solution either. Do you see what I mean? It's it's a mindset thing. And once you get the mindset thing, everything changes. Karen says, I got the salad dressing you use. All right, nice. That's awesome. I will tell you a full disclosure. I've started making my salads a little differently lately. I don't know what's up. I don't know if I'm so lazy. I just don't make the Monday ones, but I've kind of gotten to like cutting them up. You know, there's a price to be paid for that though because there's a little bit less nutrients in there. When I made all my salads on Monday, I put more things in them. And when I make them day to day, which I've been doing for probably the last month, I put a couple less things, but I can fix that. Oh, whatever. Sometimes you got to vary things up a little bit. But that's awesome. The salad dressing, that's great. Um, which dressing are you talking about, though? Like, what did I get? Oh, the the um goddess dressing. That one. Because I get a local Greek one. It is literally made. This is the weirdest story to me. But it's a Greek dressing, and they literally make it, like, three houses down from me. Like, I live in a residential place, right? And there's a place. It's like a little convenience store in a house. But somewhere in that place, they make that salad dressing I eat. So there's no way they're talking about that one. You must be talking about the, the Annie's goddess dressing. But uh, anyways, yeah, shout out to the gold. Uh, what is it? Greek gold. Um, a Greek dressing, which I love. I love that. Neil um, says, if I'm saying that right, um, how do I keep discipline for more than two weeks? I always get demoted after two or so weeks. Uh, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. So I get this all the time, right? People say my main problem is consistency is that is that really the main problem? <laughs> is consistency the problem or is it the plan? Okay, so if you have to be super disciplined and really strict and really focused and really motivated to do your plan, I would say the bigger problem is not your willpower, your motivation, your discipline, it's the plan. What a lot of people do, and again, this all comes back to having a short-term mindset of just wanting to lose the weight as quick as possible so we choose the most intense, extreme way to do it. It's going to get the fastest results. That's what you've been sold, is fast results. You you can't separate weight loss from fast results. You're not motivated by that. But the flip side of that, the flip side of fast results, is you have to do extreme, strict, rigid plan to get those fast results. And to do a strict, rigid plan that's difficult, you need a lot of willpower, a lot of focus, a lot of energy. And what happens for most people, and you're on the the long end of it, you know, most people can't make it past a week. Literally, I think it's 57% can't make it past a week on a diet. I never got the day, but I would bet the vast majority of that 57% don't make it past a day or two. Where are you all at, right? Here we are the new year. It's, it's day number two. This week, you, you were screwed from the beginning, though, because you, what are you going to do? You, you have to start your diet on a Monday, right? So, oh, shit. You, you couldn't start it yesterday because it's still a holiday, technically. I like got a little wiggle room right now. What are you going to do? Start on Tuesday? right? So um, there's a problem there. But yeah, we go into the weight loss plan and we say, okay, I got to do this perfectly. And we're focused, motivated. It takes a lot of our our energy. Literally what's going on, it's your prefrontal cortex. Okay. That's the part of your brain. We call it the conscious mind in in the hypnosis, but your prefrontal cortex is your planning. It's in charge of your executive functioning, your your planning, your strategizing. And so when you go on a strict diet, you're asking a lot of this, You know, it it takes a lot of energy. Let me metaphorically change up how I'm explaining this. Let's imagine for a moment that you woke up one day and you said, you know what? From now on, I'm going to brush my teeth with my other hand. I'm going to use my computer mouse with my other hand. And I'm going to use my phone with my other hand. Okay? Now, you could do it, right? You know how to do it. But think about that experience, right? Even just brushing your teeth with your other hand, you can do it, but it takes a lot more concentration and thought. It's not something that's hardwired into your nervous system, right? Um, Using your computer mouse. Again, you could do it, but it's uncomfortable. It takes more thought and energy. You can't just do it automatically, right? And then, uh, you know, if you uh, use your phone with the other hand as well, it's weird. You can do it, but it's weird. And it's taking more energy. That's the point I'm trying to make. And so what happens is you can do it for a little while. And eventually, you have to think of your willpower like a muscle, okay? And it gets depleted. And once it's depleted, what do you do? back into automatic mode. And your automatic mode, folks, is being overweight. You have two mindsets. You've got an overweight mindset and a diet mindset. But your natural automatic mindset is your overweight mindset. Like if you're not, if you're just living your life, you're not thinking about weight loss, you're not thinking about dieting or or whatever else, you're just doing your life, focus on other things, you're overweight. The way you live, the way you, you eat, all the rest of it, you're overweight, okay? And you've been conditioned this way. You just run on autopilot as an overweight person. And then you go and try and diet, and now you're trying to use your prefrontal hood, you're gonna micromanage, right? You're trying to brush your teeth with the other hand, and all of a sudden you get exhausted. So this is why you can do it for a couple of days, a couple of weeks at most, and then what? You go back to what you always do, you see? So this is why you need a different plan. So to understand this, you have a conscious and a subconscious mind, okay? The conscious part of your mind is your willpower. So you do two weeks and you're really focused and motivated, and then you start to wear out that muscle. And what do you do? You go back to what you always do. And so, with Program Yourself Thin, what we're looking to do is to use our conscious mind to reprogram our subconscious mind, to program in new thought patterns, feelings, and behaviors of a thin and healthy person. I sit before you not as someone who I haven't, I lost 50 pounds 30 years ago. I have maintained the same weight for 30 years. I won blip 12 years ago. Um, I've done no dieting and I've done hardly any working out. What I've done is I have programmed my subconscious mind to think about food differently, to live differently, have a different lifestyle, and to think differently about food, my health, all the rest of it. And so my automatic, my autopilot now is a thin and healthy autopilot. I don't have to worry about what I'm eating. I mean, I do a little bit. I don't want to make it sound like I'm still, I'm there driving the ship, but most of it's being done on autopilot. Kind of like when you brush your teeth, right? It's like, it's not to say that you aren't aware you're doing it, but it's mostly this automated behavior. You see, that's your subconscious mind. And so all of your eating behaviors are automated, folks. You go into a restaurant, you eat a certain way, right? You, you go home at night, you sit on the sofa, you eat a certain way. You eat your dinner, you eat a certain way. You want certain foods, you eat certain foods, you eat a certain way. And that's making you weigh what you weigh. So that's what needs to change. This idea that you're gonna micromanage all your food decisions is crazy. It's crazy because your brain's not built that way. Because again, if you try brushing your teeth, using your computer mouse and your phone with the other hand, you could do it, but you're going to be grumpy. You're going to be frustrated. And you're going to very quickly go back to using the hand you always use because it's just on autopilot. It takes less energy. And the main goal of your mind, your mind is designed to conserve energy. So you're not going to keep doing things that are difficult and taxing mentally long-term. You're not going to do it. So, again, the alternative is we reprogram our subconscious mind to become a thin and healthy person. And so it's a longer term process, but who gives a shit because you want to be thin and healthy for the rest of your life? Which, by the way, this is how you know you're in trouble. Because if I ask you how long you want to keep the weight off for, right? I know you want to lose weight. And then how long do you want to keep it off for? Right? I can hear you saying forever. Okay. So you're telling me you want to diet forever? Oh, uh, no. Do you see? You see that? Do you get that feeling? Right? You don't want to diet forever, but you want the weight to be off forever. How are you going to do it with the way you don't want to do? The way you hate? Which, by the way, if you're wondering why you can't lose weight, do you think it might have anything to do with the fact that you hate all the ways that you know about losing weight? (laughs) Like, you want to lose weight, but you don't want to do the keto thing. You want to lose weight, but you don't want to intermittent fast. You want to lose weight, but you don't want to cut sugar out of your life completely. You know, so it's again, it's basically your idea of weight loss is you forcing yourself to do something you don't want to do. That's how you subconsciously think about weight loss. And that is why you're not losing weight. Or if you are losing weight, you're not keeping it off long term. Hope that makes sense. Um, Sebastian says fasting. Uh, Meg says, I eat really fast. Yeah, Meg, right there. There you go. There's a great example of an automated behavior that's directly impacting your weight. You know what I mean? Like, like how quickly you eat. That's a perfect example because go slow to your eating down. Just eat slower, Meg. Just eat slower, right? Now, you're probably laughing when I say that, right? Because it's like saying that sounds really easy, which brings me back to my main points here that you have a ton of conceptual knowledge about how to lose weight. You're up to here with conceptual knowledge about what you should do to lose weight. You know what you should do. If you were a robot and you just typed in what to eat all day and what to do to lose weight and then you just did it because you were a robot, you'd have no problem losing weight. The problem isn't knowing what to do. (laughs) The problem is you have very little behavioral knowledge of how to change your behaviors, right? And so eating fast is one of these great ones where it's like, yeah, I got to slow down my eating. Okay, let me know how that goes. Let me know because I already know how it's going to (laughs) go. But I'm glad you said that because this really highlights the point that the problem is not knowing what to do. Again, every diet out there is telling you what to do. The problem is you never learn how to get yourself to do it. You don't know how to eat slower consistently. Yeah, you could do it for two minutes if you're really motivated and focused and remember. But the problem is you eat multiple times a day and you forget. And then you go back to autopilot. So how do you change that? The truth is you have no idea. And I do, <laughs> just to be, I don't being be a dick, but it's like, it's just, that that's what, I'm different. I, I come at this differently, it's true. I'm not saying I'm the only one in the world that comes at it this way, but I'm one of the very few in the world that comes at it this way. Because every diet person is just telling you what you should do. And then you hear what you should do, and then you can't do it, because you don't know how to change your behaviors, and then what do you do? You get in a constant conversation about, what's wrong with me? How come I can't eat slower? Why can't I eat slower? Why do I keep eating so fast? Why do I keep eating so fast? When did this start? Why do I keep eating fast? Right? But never do you actually practice eating slower. Never do you get good at that skill. You don't even have the first idea how to do it. You know, (laughs) this is like, so that's what I'm trying to say. Almost all your eating behaviors are automated just like the speed of your eating is automated. Go ahead and try and change it. Again, it's like trying to brush your teeth with the other hand. Could you do it? Yeah. Do you want to do it? Absolutely not. And once you try doing it, you'll realize how frustrated, annoyed, and upset you get. You'll see it firsthand. And then you'll come face to face with the real challenge here is with your weight. It's not knowing what you should and shouldn't eat. It's not having the right diet. It's the fact that you have no idea how to change your, your behaviors. Um, Kelly Redding, therapist, a lot of really good points. Thank you. Appreciate you saying that. Yeah, the therapists always know, right? They always they get what I'm saying. Astra says, Jim, see you tonight in the Netherlands. It's midnight, so I hope to be awake. Oh my goodness! Midnight. All right. Um, Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, Astrid, I have to say, I got. I see what when you say you want to continue the program. I guess exactly what you mean. But if you mean the Thrive program, there's also Wednesday calls too, and those are at three your normal time. Makes sense, right? Yep. Kathleen, good point. me too, Meg. I joke that I eat like a starving junkyard dog, lol. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So, you know, listen, everything's like this, folks. This, I'm glad you brought this up, though, because this is like a real succinct example of what I'm talking about. Because your weight is, is an accumulation of a bunch of things like that. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, yeah, I eat fast. Okay, so just stop eating so fast. Do you know what I mean? That, that's the diet industry. I always joke, dieting is like just say no to drugs. Remember just say no, that whole bullshit back in the 80s, right? Where it's like, Nancy Reagan, I just say no. And it's like, oh, really? Is that all we need to do is just say no? Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's such a superficial strategy. You know what I mean? Come on, stop it. You know what I mean? And so it's so stupid. But isn't that what a diet is? Isn't a diet just say no to food? Just say no to food for 16 hours. Just say no to carbs. Just say no to sugar. Just say no to, you know, all the calories except for 1,200 of them. Bullshit. Good luck. (laughs) You know what I mean? Again, it makes me insane because just like a minimum level of hypnotic understanding lets you realize that ain't going to help you. Uh, you know, like like Kelly and Meg, have you just found out to eat fast? Did you just find that out yesterday? Oh, that's why. No, you've known you eat fast for a long time. And what's your ability to change it though? Do you know what I mean? And what's your strategy? Your strategy is I've got to remember to eat slower. How's that working out? Because we're not conscious creatures, folks. We live our lives on autopilot. We're subconscious creatures. You have a conscious and a subconscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part of your brain. This is the part of your brain that knows why you should lose weight, what you should do to lose weight, and tries to get you to do it. That's where your willpower is. And then you have your subconscious mind, which is all where all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are at. Okay. And so it's like, this is the part you got to focus on. If you want to create long-term changes, your conscious mind is your prefrontal cortex. It's the newest part of your brain evolutionarily. It's not up to the task. You're not a conscious creature. If you were primarily a conscious creature, none of us would have weight issues because you would just do what you know is right to do. How do you explain shit? Even eating fast. I know this because you could, you could start a meal. I could give you a phone call and say, Hey, Meg, remember, remember, eat slow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I was gonna eat slow today. Right. Then you start, you know what I mean? You'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna eat slow, you know? And then, then like two seconds later, you, you turn this way and you come back. I'm <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, cause that's your automated habit. So again, you know, I'm kind of joking with y'all, but it's like that all of your automated habits combined are creating your weight basically. And the truth is you don't, you don't know how to change your behaviors. You have no strategy for it. You've got a willpower-based strategy, which requires that you're consciously just focused, motivated, on track. But you're not because you're a human being living a life in 2024. So there's constant bullshit going off distracting you. Um, You know what I mean? Like there's all these things that's dragging your prefrontal cortex away and then what's running the show? Your subconscious mind, which is going to do what it always does. A shovel of food in my mouth. That's what I do, you know? My best friend and I both eat fast and try to put our forks down rarely works. Yeah, exactly, LOL. So it's like, yeah. So why is that, right? Because you go and now you have an association when it's time to eat, you eat fast. That's the association you have. So how do you change that? Well, you need to practice. And it's not, listen, you have to think about your behaviors as a chain reaction. This is really important because if you just think, I'm just going to eat slower, what are you thinking? Like, where do you think that behavior is generated from? You know, it's a complete chain reaction behavior so not you're not just eating fast right you're not like you're not like this. you're not like hmm meditating before the meal hmm. centering connecting to my breath i'm calm i'm relaxed i'm at peace time to start eating um, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> like that's not what's happening do you see what i mean what's happening is time to eat you're all fired up you're stressed you're anxious you're excited whatever and it's like it's it's the behavior sits on top of the state that you're in. Okay. So this, the behavior flows out of the state that you're in. So it's not just that you're eating fast. Cause what you're trying to do is you're trying to be stressed, anxious, tense, and then eat slowly. And that's just the same thing as what I just showed you. If you centered yourself and calm yourself down, you're going to eat slower naturally. You know, now you'll, you'll speed up and go back in your normal rate in the beginning of practicing this. But, um, what you're trying to do is your, your state is the same, it's stressed, anxious, tired, overwhelmed, and then you're trying to slow down your eating on top of that state. And that ain't going to work. You need a congruent behavior and state, and then you take that state and you, you anchor it to the different places you eat. But um, yeah, Kelly that's a great question, right? How long does it take to reprogram the subconscious? To be honest, you know, the last thing I'll ever do is bullshit you all, you know So I, I always want make that clear. Some things are quick, some things are slow that's just the truth of it. Um, I will tell you things that, that I've been surprised take longer for me personally. Um, sleeping, getting my water habit down, not eating at night. Um, those are kind of like the three that are popping my head habitually, it took longer than I imagined. Sleeping's one of, them. sleeping by the way, what, what time you go to bed is just like the, the eating fast. You know? So I was like, oh, I have a program sleep at will, you know, so I do a lot with sleeping. But uh, it's, yeah, so I'm gonna start going to bed earlier. <laughs> yeah, let me know how that's going next week, you know? Cause you're you, when you go to sleep is, is a very subconscious behavior. It, it's, you go to sleep based on different environmental cues that you're unaware of, okay? You, you have a sense of what time it is. You go to bed at the same time. You wanna go to bed earlier, but you keep going to bed later than you want to. How's that possible? Right? Consciously, you know all the reasons in the world you wanna go to bed, but you keep going to bed later than you want to. I wanna eat slower. I really wanna eat slower. It's gonna be so much better. I'll lose weight, I'll feel better. Everything's magical when I eat slower and you never do it, right? So again, you have to look at where's that behavior being generated from then. It's not conscious, because consciously I wanna eat slower. I wanna go to bed earlier. I wanna drink more water. I wanna be more relaxed. You know, All these things you wanna do are not being driven by the same part of your brain you know, and so you have, they communicate very differently. So to, to take it a step further, your subconscious is not logical and rational like your conscious mind is. If it was, it'd be so simple, right? Because we would just do the things we knew were good for us. But the subconscious mind has a different kind of logic and it's more about what satisfies our needs, you know, and, and what do we just do? You know, some of it's just pure, just training. And so the classic for the eating fast is, uh, you know, you go to school and you get 15 minutes to eat. You know, and so a lot of times people are in situations where they were trained to eat fast, you know, and um, now it's hardwired into them. So, how do you change that? Well, again, I look at it like, and you may not like this, but again, I'm not here to bullshit you guys. But I think a great example of this is like if you want to learn to write with the other hand, right? So, everyone here is an expert in writing. Um, conceptual, now let's go back to the conceptual behavior and the knowledge um, concept. And so, conceptually, you know everything there is to know about writing. You know how to write all the letters. You know how to write sentences, string them together. You know how to write a bunch of words, right? But behaviorally, you only know how to do it with one hand, right? And so if you wanted to write with the other hand, you don't need to get a book about how to write with my left hand, right? You don't need more conceptual knowledge. You need more behavioral knowledge. So how long would it take for you to get good at writing with the other hand? I don't know right? Depends on how much you practice, how you practice it, how motivated you are, right? There's a lot of different factors, but that's the process you're, see, like, like if we talk about writing with the other hand, you, you internalize that process much more accurately because you know how to write with the other hand. And if you're going to, if you want to learn to write with the other hand, you would know I don't need a book's not going to do shit for me. A book's not going to help me. See, that's what I want you to feel about weight loss. I want you to be like, a a fuck diet, like a diet book. How's that going to help me? That's not what I need. What I need to do is I need to practice the behaviors of a thin healthy person. Does that make sense? And you're way more clear. So if it gets to writing with the other hand, again, a book, I don't need a book. I just need to sit down and practice with this hand. And eventually this hand will learn how to write, how to do it. Now, as soon as I say it this way, now you come face to face with the real enemy or the real, the real challenge, I should say, which is your impatience. You say, oh shit, learn how to write my other hand. That's going to take too long. I don't think so let me look at the new diet that's just started, <laughs> you know? So again, why do you do that? Because we avoid hard work. We just do. Again, our brain conserves energy. So the idea of like learning to write with the other hand, it's kind of frustrating and hard, you know? So um, we, we don't want to do it. We'd rather learn about more diets. We'd rather learn about more nutritional facts, you know, instead of just putting the work in to create the behaviors and the feelings and the thoughts that are going to serve us. But once you take that path of actually doing the work, you set yourself up to automatically, again, I'll say for you two, Kelly and Meg, but all of a sudden, you, imagine if you just naturally ate slower, so like without thinking about it, but when all of a sudden it got time to eat, you naturally ate slower, less eating per you know per minute. <laughs> if you cut your eating down, you know, uh, eating per, per hour or whatever, um, yeah, yeah, eating per hour, if you cut that in half, right, you're going to lose weight. Do you see what I'm saying? So, so is it worth that effort is it worth a month, two months of training yourself to eat slowly, naturally, automatically when you eat? Cause now for the rest of your life, you eat slowly. Do you see what I'm saying? If you can get your head around what I'm saying here, this is, this is an example of what I'm talking about. That if you start getting strategic with your weight loss, again, just let's talk about habits, right? Cause what do most people do? Diet, day one, I'm gonna change everything, right? I'm gonna change all my eating completely. I'm gonna change absolutely everything so I lose the weight quickly. I'm impatient. I want fast results, okay? And so now you can't be strategic. You're gonna change everything? No, you're not. You're gonna change everything for a couple days, maybe a couple weeks, you know? And then it's gonna be back to what you always do. Whereas if we start, what I always say is the worst and first strategy. Pick your worst eating habit and your first eating habit of the day. The worst eating habit, you work on making it better. You ain't just gonna make it better tomorrow, by the way. You need to figure out a strategy. So let's just take the fast eating. You're not just gonna stop yourself and start eating slow tomorrow. No, you're not. You need to set up strategic reminders to train yourself to eat slower. I'll give you an example. I had a client one time, she would take a snow globe and she'd put it in front of her dinner plate. And so every time she sat down at dinner, again, it's not the fast eating, do you understand? It's the fast brain. It's the stressed, anxious body. That's the problem. So we looked deeper and she would take the snow globe, she'd flip it over, put it down, And she'd let, while the snow globe was dropping, she would take a moment and let go of the day, calm herself down, relax, become more peaceful, right? Now we do, in Program Yourself Then we have a redo rehearsal technique where you you install eating slower into your nervous system. Let's put it that way. Um, But what happens is you train yourself that when I eat, it's not just eating slow, it's being a different version of yourself. It's eating as the thin, healthy version of yourself, one aspect as you eat slower you eat more mindfully. I hope all of that makes sense, you know, cause that really does get to the heart of what we're talking about here. Um, Zeta says, this is a random question, but are you a voice actor? No, but I'd love to be a voice actor. That seems like a job of the century, huh? <laughs> but I am a hypnotist. So yes, uh, there's a lot of work done on how I am speaking to you, okay? So I want you to know, and I'm not not trying to hide this, that when I am speaking to you, I am not just giving you information. I am looking to frame things in a way that impacts your subconscious mind. I am speaking in a way that makes my ideas more receptive and you less reactive to them. So, yes, there is that work being done as well, and I hope it's helping you out. So I, my form of hypnosis that I use is called conversational hypnosis, is the main form I use. It's kind of an Ericksonian hypnosis. Um, that's the primary thing I do. I don't do a lot of like trance work deep, deep trance work um, with people. I use more conversational, hypnotic uh, methods, you know? And so this kind of works out perfect because for years I did a lot of trainings and the trainings were very specifically designed to be hypnotic in nature. Now I do hypnosis sessions too, you know, as well, straight up hypnosis. But the majority of my, my work, I can't say the majority, but, but a lot of my work really is just more the speaking piece of it. And yeah, I speak in a, in a weird way. <laughs> but it's intentional. Uh, it's helpful. But yeah, if you know anyone looking for voice actors, that would be a fun thing to do. I always see that. I'm like, man, these guys, they just go in the studio and th- that's, that's got to be, I don't know if they get paid like regular actors do, but it's got to be a lot easier, right? But that's, that's the stuff. But yes, I am speaking in a specific way to make uh, make things better. But by the way, so again, I got to get out of here in a minute here, but if um if you have not yet, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you. Okay. Kelly says she likes that, right? So yeah, of course you like that, you know? And so the session will help you relax. What I do every, I try to make everything, um, Paula says, is your podcast different than TikTok? No, it's the same thing, Paula. At this point, I'm thinking about changing it up a little bit, but at this moment in time, um, I usually get on here. I usually do lives at like noon Eastern and I do them on TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, uh, I stream them all at the same time and then I do the, I take the audio of it and I put that up as the podcast. And so that's kind of the, the plan now. So yeah the podcast is these. Um, just kind of going back and forth with people talking about stuff uh, But at some point, I had a couple different ideas of how to do things, but for right now they're the same so I was leaving them that way. Um, but but back to you, Kelly. So again, it, it's not just about eating slower, it's about being slower while you're eating. If that makes sense, right? Being slower, right eating slower is superficial sort of right? You're not thinking about what's going on here. You're just thinking about, I'm just going to eat slower. Now that you realize this, you realize, oh, that's not going to work. If I'm kind of tense and stressed and overwhelmed, how am I going to eat slow? That's not going to work. So now you've internalized it more. So from eating slow to being slower, and now you've got a a better sense of what needs to change. So now you're already further along, and it's just practicing it. And very quickly, what you'll find is that it feels a lot nicer to eat slower. Um, It feels nicer to eat as a slower version of yourself. It just feels nicer. And I think it's better for you too. I mean, just as the anecdotal, but you know, when we eat, when we're stressed out and really fast, you know, we don't chew as much. We don't allow, you know, the stomach acids and the, and the different systems of our body to digest the food as efficiently. And uh, it's just not as comfortable. We, we definitely eat more, you know, and there's that whole thing. Um, so yeah, when you slow down, that's what you're really looking for is be more slow, more centered more peaceful more calm more relaxed you know so that's what we're looking to do and so i'm programming self in, for example that's why a big part of the program i deliver the program through your phone you know there's a website too like a membership site but i do it through the phone because i know you're going to wake up in the morning and look at your phone and when you do you're gonna see a message from me you're gonna click that message And it's going to bring you to a five-minute hypnosis session. So the morning, every morning for eight weeks, you get a five-minute hypnosis session. Each one's different, right? Each one's got a different weight loss mantra in it to program your subconscious mind. But what's happening is multiple things, you know? And so the hypnosis sessions, the the first most valuable thing, in my opinion, is that it starts to relax you and calm you down. You know, you start to bring your awareness inside. You relax your muscles. You do it right now. Don't just listen to this, experience it. Bring your attention into your posture, right? Align your posture. Don't have a ramrod straight, but just straighter. Align yourself so that you can relax properly. If we're slouched over, we can't relax properly because things are out of alignment, right? So align yourself, relax the muscles in your shoulders, your chest, your stomach, your neck, your jaw, your face. And if you're watching this, your eyes, your eyes actually have a huge impact on how you feel. So, if you relax those eyes and just let those muscles go, I'll show you a quick little one too for your eyes. This is kind of like the, the um, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction method. But if you close your eyes and scrunch them tight, scrunch, 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 and then let them go, that's one of the most wonderful feelings in the world. And of course, you can do it with every muscle in your body. You can tighten all the muscles in your body up. Tight, 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 tight. Oh. Playing with contrast is really important okay but then you start to relax and if you start to relax you align yourself you relax the muscles and you begin to breathe more fully ideally through your nose and out through your nose you know what happens is you start to feel like a better version of yourself right so when you're doing the hypnosis sessions we do the, this is how we start every session always the same way you know hypnosis isn't you're not gonna be cluck like a dumb chicken it's just a stupid <laughs> Hypnosis was medical at one point, folks. You know what I mean? Before there was chemical anesthesia, the main anesthesia was hypnosis. You know, hypnosis was taught in medical school. That's what it was used for, okay? So I'm not saying it's better than anesthesia necessarily, but what I'm saying is, I don't know, hypnosis all of a sudden became this goofy thing, which I get it, I I get it. The stage stuff makes it seem goofy, but hypnosis is extremely powerful uh, concept, skill set, whatever you want to call it. I think it's really important to understand hypnosis. Because anyways, what we're doing is we're relaxing our body. We're changing our, our being. We're becoming a more relaxed, calm version of ourselves. And then you listen to the session, and you're hearing all this positive stuff, encouraging positive things about your weight, your health, your happiness. And my question to you is, where are you getting positive suggestions about your weight and your health? Consistently. Where? Nowhere. So... Again, your, your brain's like a sponge and it just wants these things. It wants to hear nice things about itself. it wants to be real optimistic, hopeful. It wants to learn good strategies. This is what your your brain and body want. You don't know this because you've never even got the opportunity. You've never been in a situation where you're consistently getting positive reinforcement over eight weeks. You know, like, like so again, you know, it, it's, it's a bite-sized piece. You know, five minutes isn't a big deal. You know, you start your day with that and it feels Nice. And you get addicted to it you know you look forward to it that's what i'm trying to say imagine a weight loss plan that you actually look forward to it's an important piece of the puzzle you know and then you get all the positive suggestions in your head so that's like that's one part of the program and then again there's the technique where you learn how to run your own mind um diana i see you and i restarted you yesterday and now i'm freaking getting annoyed because uh my email service. Someone else was saying I, I could have sworn, um, I could have sworn they signed up yesterday. I Should have got the thing. So I'll have to, I'm going to double check those things in two minutes. But Diane, I reset yours today, and that should mean that you would have got it today, in your email. So check your email anyways and see if it's in there because I did reset it yesterday. Scotland. All right. Bramley apples. I love apples. Is that like a an orchard out there or something? I got a little apple. Maybe you got an answer to this. I uh, have a place around me, like an orchard. And I usually get like, I get like, I don't even you know call them like, uh, I don't know what they're called, like big box stores, like BJ's or Sam's Club or Costco's. I got a BJ's. And so I usually get their apples. I get gala apples, like them. Um, and they're solid. You know, not get a big bag of them. They last a while. Everything's good, right? Organic, great. Um, but then there's an orchard near me and they have these apples called honey crisps and I love honey crisp apples, but the orchard has them and they're, they're, they're literally, they're this big. They're too big. I love them, but they're, they're just ridiculous, you know? And so, um, cause first of all, I bought a bag of them and it's like, there's five apples in the bag. and I like has gotta be buying apples every day, every week. <laughs> Bramley apples. didn't know you're gonna get this question right away. I don't know if you got the answer. I don't even know if you have anything to do with apples. And so then I went and I got this other bag of apples and uh, Mohammed says, do you know your audio on mute all this time? I didn't know that. <clears throat> I I doubted that, but could be. Um, I got these other Honeycrisp apples and now they're, they're little and they don't taste like Honeycrisp apples. I don't know my question is. I guess I'm just thinking out loud. I'm in a little apple emergency here because I've eaten gala apples for years and I love them. But then Mohammed, that might be you. But that could be that could be YouTube too, but I'll find out for sure. Oh, you wouldn't even hear me anyways, Muhammad. I'm gonna try and type a message. I use this uh, I use this program called Restream to stream to all the places I was talking about. Eh, I don't know. Technology. Let's try this. Anyways, nope, just an awesome type of apple. Oh, all right, <laughs> a Bramley apple. I'll have my eyes looking for that because I love apples, so I um, I will say one thing. There is a, there's another place and they got wiped out. They had a bad year because there was flooding and rains and all that stuff, but usually they're going strong and they have like heirloom apples. And uh, if you've never gotten into that, that is a pretty fun thing because there's a million types of apples. And so I love going there and eating different types of apples. But uh, yeah, the Bramley apple I'm going to look for. Um, so check that out. Yeah, Someone's saying the YouTube channel I'm streaming to is 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 uh, no volume. Oh, the pink ladies. Yep, I like the pink ladies. Yeah, that's weird. Um, all right, I gotta get out of here, everyone. So if you're uh, if you're uh, not in my world again, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the training I give you um, listen to the podcast. It's program yourself. Then it's on all the major platforms. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much guys. I really appreciate it. Awesome questions today. And, uh, look for me on TikTok. Make sure you follow me. If you don't follow me, I find a lot of people that are listening to lives. And aren't following me, follow me. Cause, uh, you never know when you get my videos, um, might pop at just the right time to help you out. So thanks so much, everyone. Have a super day and we'll talk soon. Bye.